everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show's all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's show, we're going to be going over all the black cards of the Ikoria set. But before we do so, let's get some announcements out of the way. Um, if you wish to support the show in any way possible, you can check out the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby. And this show is, can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And you can reach out to me on facebook.com slash magic and twitter at magic and instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby and you can email me with any questions you may have at mtg mtg at gmail.com and here are two quick little ads here and we will get on with going over all the black cards and arcoria well hey there zoe why the long face there chum I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic Vanami show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for Normies. Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Do-do-do-do-do. Magic for normies. Alright, so just a little note, as I've been saying for all the other episodes, is these set reviews go over more for limited uh, standard and commander more limited than anything but sometimes I, I'll bring up standard or commander for some of these cards here so first up we've got Bastion of Remembrance for two and a black it's an enchantment when this enters the battlefield create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token and whenever a creature you control dies each opponent loses one life and you gain one life so if you're definitely in the low to the ground you know sort of aggro-ish human soldier uh sort of deck here uh, this is going to be perfect for your limited deck here it just not only helps you poop out another creature but also any kind of creatures you die which inevitably it's going to happen it's just going to help you gain or have gained that win that much quicker as it just pings your opponent's life total now so not very uh pack one pick one or anything like that but maybe more of an early to mid pet pick for sure 
Next up, we've got Blitz Leech for five and a black. It's a leech creature. It's a 5-2 with flash. When this enters the battlefield, target creature and opponent controls gets neg two, neg two until end of turn. Remove all counters from that creature. So that is a pretty powerful common, and especially with how counters are very prevalent in this environment, that is that to me almost seems better than the possibility of just giving it neg two, neg two, because a lot of those counters can be pretty pesky so not a very high pick for me but definitely worth having in your deck if you're going black this could be a i wouldn't even really consider this a bomb because a 5-2 by itself is not very good at all but kind of a way to maybe do a somewhat combat trick maybe where they're going to attack with their really powerful creature and right before blocks you flash this in remove all their counters they may have and now you can block it with your 1-1 death touch right next up we've got blood curdle for three and a black it's an instant destroy target creature put a menace counter on a creature you control so that is some premium removal right there for four mana which you know is a little bit on the expensive side but for a uh, environment like draft or sealed that's it's not bad at all and plus it makes your one of your creatures become a little bit stronger as well with menace so this is definitely an early pick it could possibly be a pack one pick one if there's nothing else better there so definitely premium removal there in my opinion and a very early pick uh, next up we've got boot nipper for one in a black it's a beast two one when this enters the battlefield it enters the battlefield with your choice of a death touch counter or a lifelink counter on it and uh, 99 of the time i'm probably gonna choose death touch on it and you know if i'm free to swing in cool i will but most of the time i'd probably hold back on this and let it be one of those blockers where go ahead i'm gonna block with my 2-1 2-1 with death touch and so your creature dies Next up, we've got Bush Meat Poacher for three and a black. It's a human soldier, 2-4. You can pay one and tap this, sack another creature. You gain life equal to that creature's toughness. Draw a card. So, I this is one of the first sack effects I've been seeing. And gaining life is always decent, especially, you know, if it's coming down near the end and you don't have a whole lot of life left. But, you know... It's, I like that, but I also like the drawing a card effect too, because this could be pretty helpful near the end game or late game towards the towards the match where you just need to try to dig through your deck that much more. So not a high pick, but definitely maybe a more of a mid-ish to late pick, I'd say. Next up, we've got Call of the Death Dweller. Two and a black sorcery. Return up to two target creature cards. It's a total converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Put a death touch counter on either of them, then put a menace counter on either of them. That is pretty dang good. Uh, especially for your lower costing creatures. And, you know, so you can try to bring them back um maybe even if you have Luris in your deck as well too i've seen this being played in Luris decks in standard and it's a pretty good card for bringing back some of those pesky creatures but in something like a draft environment you know your dead creatures are now coming back and they have death touch or menace on them that's pretty strong and i like it not a 
not a very early pick, so to say, because you want to sort of focus more on creatures and removal more than anything. But definitely something to think about should you should your deck have a lot of low costing creatures. Next up, we've got Cavern Whisperer for four and a black. It's a nightmare creature that's a four four. Also has a mutate cost of three and a black. Has menace. When this creature mutates, each opponent discards a card. So this is a pretty good mutate creature, uh, especially I would have to say for the menace effect and the fact that you know having your opponent discard a card. Early game doesn't matter too much, but especially towards late game, that does really matter, especially when they only have one to two cards left in their hand. So I like this creature a lot. The menace is very potent on it, especially if you put it on a death touch creature. So I wouldn't say a super early pick, but it could be more early-ish to mid pick if you're going the black route or if you're wanting to have black in your deck there. So overall, not too bad. Uh, next up, we've got Chittering Harvester for 5 and a black. It's a Nightmare that's a 4-6. Also has a mutate cost of 4 and a black. Whenever this creature mutates, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Okay, that one is slightly better. Actually, not slightly. It's way better. Uh, making sure that your opponent sacks a creature, especially let's say they only have one creature and it's a big mutate creature. Boom, you, mu you mutate Chittering Harvester, and now that big mutate creature is gone. So, like this a lot. This could be an early to mid pick. Next up, we've got Corpse Churn for one and a black instant. Put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Then you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So, in a graveyard matters type deck in limited this could be useful but this is also could be useful for just digging through your library as well too it's not the best kind of draw spell but because you know you could whiff on it really bad you could just draw three lands that you put into your graveyard and you really needed those three lands so just like most of black's color identity it's a risk reward type thing and this be more of a late pick more than anything in draft Next up, we've got Dark Bargain for three and a black. It's an instant. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put two of them into your hand and the others into your graveyard. Dark Bargain deals two damage to you. So a pretty typical draw spell in black where it deals damage to you. Uh, it's pretty much black's anticipate where you look at the top three cards of your library. You put two of them into your hand and... <clears throat> the other into your graveyard not on the bottom of your libraries but which doesn't make that much of a difference there so it's not bad it if you're going heavy into black this is the type of draw spell you may want to pick up so maybe mid to late pick uh, next up we've got deadweight for one black it's an enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature gets nake two nake two some decent removal because enchantments are always tougher to get rid of and they're not an instant or sorcery spell, but I mean, you basically play it like a sorcery spell anyway. But the fact with you have something like Luris in your draft deck or even standard, um, you can replay this spell over and over again with Luris once a turn to try to wipe out their pesky creatures. Next up, we've got Dirge Bat for two double black. It's a bat 3-3 three, three that has a mutate cost of four double black. Has flash, has flying. Whenever this creature mutates, destroy target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls. So this is removal on a stick here because you can mutate a single creature over and over and over again. 
and this is some premium removal here this would definitely be a pack one pick one for me because i would want to have the ability or the chance to be able to remove a target creature over and over again with the mutate ability so very high pick for me very good card in limited and definitely worth trying out uh, next up, we've got Durable Coil Bug for one and a black. It's an insect creature that's a 2 2. You can pay four and a black and return Durable Coil Bug from your graveyard to your hand. So, a sort of recursion type creature. A 2 2 for two, it's not bad. And five mana, you know, maybe you need a decent blocker on the board until you just draw that perfect card. So, not the best, but not the worst, also. Some more of a late mid to late pick. Next up, we've got Duskfang Mentor for two and a black. It's a human cleric creature. It's a 1-3. When this enters the battlefield, put a lifelink counter on target non-human creature you control. You can pay one and a black and tap this and put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control with lifelink. So we saw the white one that has vigilance, the blue one that has flying. Now this one has lifelink. Not as strong compared to the blue one, but still... <clears throat> And not as strong as the white one that gives Vigilance. Lifelink is good. It's just not as good as compared to Vigilance or Flying. And so this would uh, this would not be a very high pick for me. I'd probably ignore this more for something else. But, you know, if it happens to be a card you put in your deck, uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know, Lifelink, it's not that Lifelink isn't all that bad. It just doesn't, gaining life doesn't help you win the game faster. Next up, we've got Easy Prey that's one in a black. It's an instant. Destroy target creature converted mana cost two or less, and it has a cycling cost of two. So while this probably might not be that good with bigger creatures, obviously, but at least it is some decent removal to take care of those smaller pesky creatures. But, you know, you end up finding yourself not using this at all. At least it has cycling as well, too. So that's not bad at all. Next up, we've got Extinction Event. For three and a black, it's a sorcery. Choose odd or even. Exile each creature converted mana cost of the chosen value. So this is some pretty good removal because it exiles the creatures, but the downside is this also exiles possibly your creatures as well too, depending on what you choose. So you have to really weigh the options here. Is it worth exiling your own creatures to take care of your opponent's creatures? I say yes, because I would not mind that at all. And this is pretty dang good. Um, this could, this for me, this would be something like a pack one pick one for sure, because it has potential of board wiping, has a potential of taking care of that really big pesky mutate target. And yeah, so. It, I, I, it does not bother me that it possibly exiled my own creatures at all, and it shouldn't bother you as well. Next up, we've got Gloom Pangolin for two and a black. It is a Nightmare Pangolin, and it's a 1-5, and that's about it. It doesn't do anything else. So this is a perfect mutate target. A 1-5 by itself, is it's, it's got a big butt, at least, for blocking. But um, other than that, it's one of those really late picks slash sticks that no one's going to want. And yeah, like I said, it's a good mutate target and that's about it. Uh, next up, we've got Grim Dancer for one double black. It's a nightmare creature. It's a 3-3. Three, three. This enters the battlefield with your choice of two different counters on it from among Menace, Death Touch, and Lifelink. So I can tell you already what my two counters would be 99% of the time, Menace and Death Touch. And 
yeah, that is it's a pretty good creature. Pretty good. An early to mid pick for me, for sure. I, I like this one a lot. Uh, next up is the card with the worst art of the entire set, and it is not Ryan Pancoat's fault at all. It's just he he was probably, I wouldn't say forced, but probably directed by Watsy to draw this art, and that's Heartless Act. I hate this art because it shows, you know, them killing Luca Coppercoat's kitten. It will, by kitten, I mean very big cat. And it is very, very sad, and I don't like it, but it is such a good card at the same time as well, too. Heartless Act for one in a black instant. You choose one, destroy target creature with no counters on it, or remove up to three counters from target creature. So, uh, as much as I hate the art, it is a really good card. Possibly in, in either a pack one, pick one, or a very early pick for me, because there's... You know, there's always a high chance that they're not going to have any counters on their creature. But even if they do, you can possibly remove up to the count, remove up the count, bleh, remove the counters on the creature as well, too. So, oh, God, I hate this art. It's it's bad. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, when you look at the actual art itself, it's objectively good. I just don't like the content of the art. <laughs> Um, next up, we've got Hunted Nightmare for one double black. It's a nightmare creature. It's a 4-5. Has Menace. When this enters the battlefield, target opponent puts a death touch counter on a creature they control. Ooh, I don't like that. So, if they only have one creature, that's not too bad. Because this has Menace, and for three mana, a 4-5 on, on its surface is good. But, uh, you know, at least if they don't have a creature they control by turn three you know that doesn't take effect so you kind of got a four or five with menace with no downsides on it so i would definitely try to make sure they have no creatures on their end before playing a card like this next up we've got a card that i can barely pronounce insatiable hemophage i think or hemophage uh, three in a black nightmare. It's a three three. Has a mutate cost of two in a black. Has death touch. Whenever this creature mutates, each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life. Where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. So I like the death touch effect, and I like it's a three three. The mutate cost is cheap. The effect it does when it mutates, it's not too bad. Um, you know, because most of the times you're going to get away with mutating a creature once or twice. So, you know, them losing one to two life is not too bad. So I kind of like it. Um, More of a mid pick for me more than anything. Uh, next up, we've got Lurking Deadeye for three and a black. It's a human assassin creature. It's a four two with flash. When this enters the battlefield, destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn. So you have you they're swinging in with a big creature and you blocked it with a one one. You know, the big creature still survived and then you flash this in and boom, that creature is now dead. Um, I like that. I kind of like that a lot. So not I wouldn't say this is like a pack one pick one, but maybe an early to mid pick for sure. If you're going in black. Uh, next up, we've got Memory Leak. For two and a black, it's a sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from that player's graveyard or hand and exile it. Has a cycling cost of one. Now, cards like this, like Duress or Memory Leak or any of those cards where they reveal their hand, um, they're good. Uh, I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not saying they aren't good. But for this, you always got to be careful in putting a card like this in. Um, 
I like the fact that you can also target their graveyard as well. So if they have the ability to get stuff back from their graveyard, it's a good way to exile it. But plus what makes this even better is the cycling of it, where if this is a dead card in your hand, you just discard it and draw a card. So not an early pick. God, I, I wouldn't even, I'd be cautious to say this is a mid pick as well too, during your packs. Uh, more of a mid-ish to late pick in my opinion uh, next up we've got mutual destruction for one black it's a sorcery this spell has flash as long as you control a permanent with flash <laughs> as an additional cost to cast this spell sacrifice a creature destroy target creature so this is decent removal uh, unfortunately you have to sack one of your own creatures and the only way this has flash is if you control a permanent with flash so uh, I mean, I probably would, this would be an early to mid pick for me, probably more early than anything, because I mean, m most of the time I feel like you wouldn't have flash on board anyway, but at least on your turn, only one black manning, maybe you sack a small one, one or something like that to get rid of another pesky creature. It's not the worst thing in the world. Next up, we've got mythos of Nethroy. For Tuna Black, it's an instant destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature, or if green and white was spent to cast this spell. So if I'm understanding this correctly, if you don't spend green or white on this, you can only destroy a creature. If you do spend green and white on this, you can destroy any target non-land permanent. So either way, you know, you're going to want to get rid of a creature most of the time with it. So this to me would be a pack one pick one because it's it's pretty cheap removal and it's an instant it's much cheaper than the other black removal we were talking about before that's three in a black so the green and white it's with this being a wedge set that's usually not too hard if you're in those colors so like i said pack one pick one for me and yes it's a good card uh, next up, we've got Night Squad Commando for Tuna Black. It's a human soldier creature that's a 2-3. When this enters the battlefield, if you attack this turn, create a 1-1 white human soldier creature token. So, yeah, this is good for 3 mana, poops out another body, and yeah, why wouldn't you attack the turn before you're going to play this, you know? So, I like this. It's essentially, you know, you get 2 creatures for 3 mana. That's really good. Next up, we've got Serrated Scorpion for one black. It's a scorpion creature. It's a one-two. When this dies, it deals two damage to each opponent, and you gain two life. This is already becoming a standard all-star in the Luris Sack deck. And in something like Limited, this is pretty good, too, for the fact that it deals two damage to your opponent. And, you know, this would could be an early to mid pick for me if I'm going in the black color. Next up, we've got Suffocating Fumes for two and a black. It's an instant creatures your opponents control get neg one, neg one until end of turn and has cycling of two. So if your opponent is playing a lot of humans with a lot of one, one human tokens out there. Perfect. You just got rid of you got rid of all those tokens. On the other hand, if it's a dead card in your hand, boom, it has cycling. So you just get rid of it. Draw a different card. There you go. I like it. Um, Mid pick. I'd say maybe mid to late pick. Uh, next up, we've got Unbreakable Bond for four and a black. It's a sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield with a lifelink counter on it. So let's say you're playing sealed, right? And 
one of the cards you open was a big bomb, like one of the mythic bombs and all that. And then it dies as soon as it gets out on the battlefield. Boom, you get a card like Unbreakable Bond out now. Oh, that big bomb card of yours, now it's back with lifelink. What are you going to do? Nothing, because your opponent is dead now. So, boom. Uh, Mid-pick, yeah. <laughs> um... Unexpected Fangs is the next card for one and a black. It's an instant. Put a 1-1 counter and a lifelink counter on target creature. Not the greatest card. I mean, it could be good for a combat trick to kill a pesky creature, but eh, I'm, I'm not too thrilled about it more than anything. Uh, next up, we've got Unlikely Aid for one and a black. It's an instant target creature gets plus two, plus oh, and gains indestructible in a turn. Now, this is a better combat trick card because not only does it pump your creature, it also gives your creature indestructible as well. And it's good for a blocking combat trick or a you're going to attack and they're blocking with a bigger creature and you want to be able to pump up your creature and give it indestructible to kill their creature as well pretty i'd say early to mid pick for me next up we've got void beckoner for six double black it's a nightmare horror creature it's an eight eight has death touch has a cycling cost of two and a black when you cycle this put a death touch counter on target creature you control so this could be your big bomb as well too for eight mana it's an eight eight with death touch yeah it can die immediately and all that but at least it gives your opponent something to fear right because an 8-8 with death touch i mean even an 8-8 by itself is pretty scary so i like this card i wouldn't say this would be an early pick i mean like a pack one pick one but maybe an early pick if you're going heavy into black and you know even if this turns out to be a dead card on hand it has a cycling cost as well too and you get a death touch counter for cycling this Next up, we've got Whisper Squad. For one black, it's a human soldier creature, and it's a 1-1. One, one. You can pay one in a black and search your library for a card named Whisper Squad. Put it onto the battlefield tap, then shelf your library. Eh? I mean, if you're unless you're drafting a bunch of Whisper Squads, eh, it's okay. I mean, a 1-1 one, one for one, I mean, that's not bad. But the, the effect it does, eh, it's, it's okay, I guess. I, I mean, unless someone, unless there's a reason why that's good, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can pay one in a black to get another creature out and all that, and you can do it on your opponent's end step. I mean, that's good, but otherwise it's eh. Uh, and last but not least for the black cards, we've got Zagath Mamba. It's a one black nightmare snake. It's a 1-1. One, one. Whenever this creature mutates, target creature and opponent controls gets nate 2 nate 2 until end of turn. And with it being such, and plus you can play this, turn one and then by turn two three or four you can mutate and take care of some pesky creatures your opponent controls there so i like it much but i like this better than whisper squad for sure because i feel like you'd get more use out of this so there you have it there those are all the black cards for ikoria hope you enjoyed it and i guess thank you all for listening slash watching and stay tuned for the red set of ikoria